That's about 40 thoughts per minute. 40 thoughts per minute. So when you have that thought of, it could be anything. It could be, should I buy this or shouldn't I? Should I run or should I fight? It could be almost anything. When you think of that decision, you got to make it fast. Like really fast. Probably within the first like three to five seconds. But within those three to five seconds, your mind is running so fast that you have to be able to identify these seven steps very quickly and very decisive. Listen, that's what it comes down to. That's what these seven steps come down to. Identify decision. Identify the decision. How important is this? Is this going to hurt me? Is this going to help me? So many different ways you could identify it. But as soon as you identify it, you got to lock and go. You got to lock and go. And that's when we'll go with the step two. Let's go. Let's get into this, guys. This is Future Friday. Welcome to the future. (laughs) Go back to the future. Now I'm just playing. This is Anthony Franco. Welcome to the Anthony Franco Podcast. Honestly, this is Future Friday. We're ready to take our lives to the next level. And today, the topic of the day is decisiveness. Decision making. All right, guys. Welcome, my guests, Aaron and Gabe. Thank you guys so much for always being here, getting this thing started. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, Before I even get into it, also, I have one thing to say, a public service announcement. There is a fee that you need to pay today, and that fee is this. If you guys get anything valuable out of this podcast, anything at all, please share it. Please share it. Please comment it. Please rate it. That's all the fee you got to pay. If you get nothing, absolutely nothing at all from this podcast, never listen to one again. Just don't even, don't, don't spread the word, nothing. All right, sounds good? All right, sounds good. What's up, guys? How's your Friday going? Yo, what's happening? It's going great. So today we're going to be talking about decision-making and decisiveness. So I don't know if you have the, the definition on there or if we can just go straight into it. I mean, yeah, a definition of decisiveness, getting right into this, guys. Man, it's, it's the ability to make decisions quickly and effectively. You know, this is one of my, um, this is one of my favorite leadership traits in the Marine Corps, decisiveness. This yeah. is a big deal. If you want to be a great leader, not a good leader, not an average leader, not a manager. If you want to be a great leader, you need to have the skill set of having a decisiveness. You need to be decisive in every action you take, especially when it comes down to leading your team. Okay, you need to be decisive. Aaron, what do you think on it? What do you think about the ability to make a decision? Man, I agree. In everything in life, you got to be quick with it. Um, now, there are different circumstances and different situations that will lead you to be decisive, whether that be something really quickly, um, like before, let's say that's like instinct decisiveness, right? Like fight or flight. That's something that you have to be really quick to decide on. There's really no, you can't analyze. It's just something that becomes nature, something that's going to be your go-to. Now, the other one is being decisive with a little more time, with a little more thinking, and then you can break it down. But um, when it comes to choices and the things that are in front of you, um, regardless, you just got to come up with a decision. You got to decide. And I think we're going to break it down into 
um, seven different uh, steps here, seven different ways to look at them. And uh, yeah, we'll break it up and we'll, yeah, so, we'll dissect it from there. Yeah, so there's, there's seven steps, but I want to kind of throw another thing in there. There's a quote that I always think about, about successful people. And it says that successful people make decisions quickly and are slow to change them. And unsuccessful people make choices slowly and are quick to change them. So that's one of the things that I always stick with of, hey, realize what you need to do and make the choice quick. And then if you do need to change it, weigh out all of the, the potential things that could go wrong with it before you make that choice. So that kind of leads us to the seven steps of decision making and being decisiveness or having decisiveness. So Absolutely. the first one is to identify the decision. So how do you guys identify decisions or how do you know that you need to make a decision? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and start that off with, man, I'm over here looking this up on the Google, L Google here. It says that the mind thinks 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. That's an average of 25 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. So we'll just go ahead and say 2,500 thoughts per hour divided by six, wait, 2,500 divided by 60. What's that? That's about 40 thoughts per minute. 40 thoughts per minute. So when you have that thought of, it could be anything. It could be, should I buy this or shouldn't I? Should I run or should I fight? It could be almost anything. When you think of that decision, you got to make it fast, like really fast, probably within the first like three to five seconds. But within those three to five seconds, your mind is running so fast that you have to be able to identify these seven steps very quickly and very decisive. Listen, that's what it comes down to. That's what these seven steps come down to. Identify decision. Identify the decision. How important is this? Is this going to hurt me? Is this going to help me? So many different ways you could identify it. But as soon as you identify it, you got to lock and go. You got to lock and go. And that's when we'll go with the step two. But Aaron, when you identify the decision, how did you identify it? Um, I look at the the options and the choices that are in front of me depending on um, what I want the outcome to be. And then I analyze it from there. But identifying the decision just kind of, it comes down to outcome. What do I want the outcome to be for me? So that's how you know that you need to make a decision, right? Correct. There has to be something that happens. Uh, So step two is gather relevant information. And Anthony, you mentioned that this has to happen really quickly, right? So when you're making a decision, you first have to gather or first you know that you, that you have to make a choice of something, whatever it is. Then you start picking up relevant information. And I was reading that in the military, right? They teach you that you have, you have to have at least 75% of the information. And the 25% other could be your intuition and how you feel about it. So mm. you don't really have to have all of the information in order to make a quick decision. Yeah, no, not at all. You don't. You don't. You, if you get a little get base and a guideline on it then um, you, you're going to have to make the decision quick and fast. And here's the other thing, guys. Stop trying to be so right all the time. Like, like guys, if you're a leader, you will never be right all the time. Can we just like not go into politics but be very vague about this? Barack Obama, a lot of people loved him. A lot of people hated him. Either way, you had to make a decision that people were going to love and hate no matter what. President Trump, a lot of people loved him or love him. A lot of people hate him. Point is, either way, he has to make a decision. Because he's doing it not for himself. 
He's making a decision for the country, the bigger picture. And that goes also in leadership to the smallest business. That could be a freaking donut shop. That could be a huge distributive business. It could be anything. It could be a leadership development business like mine. But you have to make a decision and you can't base your decision based on what people feel. Okay, or what people think. Or they would all be the leaders. And they all can't be a hundred leaders. Okay, that's not how it works. You gotta be the leader and make that decision. So um, gathering just enough information to find the baseline and go make it. And I think that also goes into why people get stuck. Because they're trying to get as much information as they can and they think that, oh, there's more that I have to know. Or mm-hmm. man, I I know this, man, I have to go learn this other thing. But if you stop trying to be, like you said, right and ready. You're never going to be ready, so just yeah. jump off, man. Just do it. Whatever whatever you feel that you have to do if you want to start a business, gather enough information and then start doing it. Start implementing whatever that information tells you to do. There is such thing as over-information. Yeah. You guys have a computer, right? You guys have an iPhone, right? Or if not an iPhone, an Android, a smartphone. Your guys' storage does get full, right? Okay, so does your brain. So does your brain. Your storage unit will get full when it comes to a decision because you have to think about that decision. And if you're one of those people who are so technical to where you just take on an overabundant amount of storage space in your brain, you're never going to make a decision. And guess what? That's when somebody's going to make a decision for you or somebody's going to beat you to that decision and you're not even going to be able to make the opportunity to, to make it yourself. That's it. So going back to that too, you can upgrade. You can upgrade with self-development and be able to take on more. So, But then that leads us to the third step, right? Which is identify the alternatives because there's going to be alternatives. And if your brain is filled with too many of those, then, yeah, you're going to run into overload and then you're going to shut down. So you got to identify the most important alternatives and make a choice from that. So weigh the evidence. That's step number four. So how do we do that? Well, I mean, with identifying the alternatives, I do want to bring one little point up, and I'd love to hear your and Aaron's, um, because you know, again, this is a podcast to not just motivate, to inspire, though, to sell the dream, and to just really let everybody know that it's possible it can happen as they get to understand and watch and hear our journey um, of identifying the alternatives, right? Because there always was a point in time before Aaron owned his business in automotive, before you know you gave own your business and marketing and then obviously you know getting things started in real estate and then for me in distributive of uh, the distribution of financial services and being a leader within that to lead other people to do that so what it comes down to is this is you had we had to all identify the alternative because before this we all had a what job a job a jump off the bridge Just a the journey of the broke Yep, a just over just over broke. We all had a job. Yeah, and yeah. again, I'll say it, a job is very respectable. Listen, my mom, my whole family pretty much worked a job. I actually, I think I know less than three business owners in my family that make a living off that. But it's not large enough to pass down and duplicate and replicate to the family members. But that's another story. What I'm trying to get at is you have to identify the alternatives. So when we all had jobs, I was in the Marine Corps. Aaron, um, your job. What were you at before? I mean, I did a lot of things. I jumped off of a lot of different <laughs> <laughs> And he's still here. So there, was, still here. so there was a lot of alternatives. But, there were but, so many alternatives. So how did you weigh the how did you weigh the outcomes? Like 
how did you make a choice of, hey, this is not, this weighs more than this other thing? Well, I think a lot of it, when it, co- when it goes down to the, some of the decisions I made to go from job to job was first, lack of information. Um, I was raised um, in a small town. And so it, I was kind of limited to the resources that I was given. Um, also, I was a little reclusive, so I was kind of uh, I, I was very selective with who I let um, influence me. So I kind of I w- at that time I was young, and so um, I kind of looked at it like I knew I knew everything, even though I didn't. And so those were the that kind of based my decisions is I was very limited with the information that I had um, growing up. So I went from experience to experience, which led me to making different decisions um, in the future. And then from those experiences, I was able to relate um, with a lot of the individuals that I was working around. And so I saw them and I saw that their decisions, their current decisions and the decisions that continued to let them be where they were at, weren't gonna make they weren't going to make any progress. They weren't going anywhere else and they weren't going to change. So my, that helped influence my decisions. I had to decide if I wanted to look at myself in 10 years in their shoes or if I wanted to be somewhere else. So that, um, that basically led the decisions (laughs) to kind of expand and grow and develop. Uh, one of the things I think that was difficult to admit at first for me was to accept change in order for me to make better decisions i had to change so i i weigh my alternatives the same way looking at hey what do i not want to be like Mm -hmm. who do i not want to be like what kind of lifestyle do i not want to live and then i look at the alternatives okay well if that's the low point right if that's the negative that's the dark what's the opposite of that and then i feel like that's when we start meeting new people that can guide us or, you know, following people like Grant Cardone and all these great entrepreneurs that have actually built something. They also weighed the alternatives when they were our age and figured out, hey, if I want to get to my goals, then these other things are not going to be enough to get me there. And so that's how I, I weigh them too. Hey, how much time is this going to take? And am I actually willing to spend the time to do that? For say, like for a job, am I willing to spend 40 hours every single day per week to work on something that is not going to provide a future for me? Or am I willing to spend 60 hours, 80 hours on something else that is going to provide a future and is going to be long-term that I can leave to my family? So that's how I weigh them with the values that you get out of it and what I have to put into it. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Like weighing the evidence, like I don't know. I don't know if I have to tell you, if I have to preach to you guys, if I have to just just consistently bang it into your guys' heads. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm saying I'm so convicted in my decision-making skills that I know what I'm going to do even before I do it. I just say I'm going to do it, and then boom, it happens. What I, what I call that is scaling. I'm going to jump out of the airplane, and I'm already going. I'm already flying down, and then as I'm flying down, Somehow, some way, I'm going to build a parachute and I'm going to go ahead and float down and I'm going to land yeah. and it's going to be amazing. So with that being said, do you want 
to when we're when we're relating it to just this topic, right? We're just we're talking about job or business owner. There's obviously so many topics that we can make on a decision, but this is just a good one to have. My decision was simple. I want it to be different, massively different, completely different, incredibly different. I wanted to change and I, I'm going to. It's like it, it became I want it to, to I'm going to, hands down, I'm dying or it's happening, changing my last name forever. That's it. So with that being said, do I want to do everything that my family has done? And they're great people. But at the end of the day, they talk about things instead of being talked about. And I realized I'd much rather be talked about than talk about. Okay, And it's not because I want it for my own selfish reasons. It's more of the simple fact that I'd rather not talk about other people. Yeah. I'd rather them have to talk about me, mm-hmm. about the great things that I'm doing in the community, about the great things that I'm giving back to my family. The funny thing is, I cannot wait until they see it. I can't wait till they catch it. And I also can't wait till I have some of those family and friends and then people who just knew me along the journey that's going to hit me on my back and said, man, I always knew you were going to do it. Man, I always knew you were going to do it. Oh, you did. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, I always knew I was going to do it too. Yeah. Man, and that, I guess, takes us back to the, the previous five steps because you said you like to jump off the plane, right? Yep. And build it down. So once you make that choice, what do you do? Do you stay at the edge of the plane just looking down or do you then take action and actually jump off? Because a lot of people get stuck there. They're like, man, I really want to jump off this plane and build something. But then they don't. And so the fear kicks in and they never jump off and never build anything. So it goes from identifying your decision to gathering the, the information about that decision and then identifying the alternatives to that uh, choice or decision, weighing the evidence of what could happen if you make another choice, choosing which one you're actually going to make, and then taking action on that one that you chose. You cannot, once you take action on the one that you chose, you cannot go back. Yeah. So you need to take action. And then once you take that action, then you got to review the decision that you made and what consequences it it brought forth. Consequences are huge. Yeah. Sheesh. I want to say something big on the taking action. Are we on step six now? Can we go on step six? I think we went through the whole seven. We did, yeah. Uh, But yeah. But yeah, I guess we can use kind of an example, right? So a big example I want to use is about us, guys. Mm -hmm. It's about us. Not literally like me, Aaron, and Gabe. I mean about us, the ones who are listening. It's about you too. Remember when you were kids and you guys did something really like risky or gutsy? Maybe it was jump over the fence. Maybe it was... Jump man, off the swing. Jump off the swing. <laughs> yeah, jump off the swing. Jump off the fence. Do, do the monkey bars all the way across and you were afraid if you didn't make it across, you're going to break your leg. Whatever, whatever it was, guys. You remember when you took a risk? You probably didn't think about it when you were a kid. Now we're adults in our frontal orb, our frontal orbital, what is it? Not frontal, whatever it is. All right. It's a front, frontal, front cortex of your brain is, is absolutely filled. What I'm trying to get at is this. We're not kids anymore. I get that. Okay. And we're going to think about things because there's obviously decisions that I'm not going to do. If it's going to like literally like put my life in danger, like where there's going to be no reward at all in it, then I'm not going to do it. So I'm still going to think about it. So when you ask me, do I stand outside of the plane and look down and wait forever? No, I don't wait forever. But I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, I do look down. 
But within like two seconds, I realized this is going to be worth it or not. Yeah, because I'm also not going to go and not jump off this plane. And then my son knows, why'd my dad go all the way up in the sky just not to jump out of the plane when everyone else did or when he said he was going to do it? Speaking of this, we're going to bring up my son in two quick examples. We went on a hike. How long ago? Like two months ago? In the summer, we went to the Devil's Punch Bowl. And we went cliff jumping. Mind you, I haven't went cliff jumping since I was a kid. Like, I was like 15 or 16 years old. And it was awesome and it was fun. I remember this. We went to like Havasu. My brother-in-law and sister took me. Besides the point, we're at, we're at Devil's Punch Bowl now about two months ago. And they're all jumping off the, the highest cliff. I'm not going to lie. I didn't jump off the highest cliff. You know what I did? I did what the average did. I jumped off the middle cliff. But then my son... Before we were leaving, we were ready to go too, but I was like, yeah, we're about to get out of here. I don't have to jump off that thing. But then my son says, daddy, you got to jump off the high one. What am I going to do? You know what I did. I walked my scared ass all the way to the highest cliff. And then I almost didn't want to do it. I almost didn't do it. I literally am right there with Gabe and Aaron. Like, I don't know, guys. You know what? I don't know. Seems kind of high. Seems kind of high. You know, we, we don't need to do this. And then another guy who was uh, jumping off the cliffs comes up. I didn't know him. He was just there. He said, hey, who's James's dad? And I'm right there. I'm like, yeah, me. What's Is he okay? Trying to think of an excuse to go down. <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, no, uh, everything's good. Your son just wanted me to let you know, um, Daddy, don't be a wuss. Just jump. I want you to think about that. Okay, my five-year-old son telling me that. This isn't an ego thing. This is an example that I'm going to set to him. Okay, this wasn't a dangerous clip, by the way. I would never do something like dangerous and stupendous. It's just like... It's so big. Like, if I didn't do that, how is that going to affect my son's mental state? He will remember that. He will. But guess what else he remembered? He remembered his dad jumping off. And then guess what? He's going to see his dad keep jumping off over and over and over again because it's going to be normal to where my son's going to think, what the heck? Why are you not jumping off? Mm -hmm. And he's going to take those risks. Okay. Now, the second thing really quick, if you guys saw my video... Uh, that we posted on Instagram with one of my buddies uh, and a mentor and a business partner of mine, Isaac's son and my son. They went out and they really wanted, they really wanted some toys. They wanted some toys. Okay, so you know what my buddy Isaac did? He go, he went and fronted twenty dollars to buy a hundred um, Otter Pops. We took him to the park and we said, "Fine, you guys sell them, and then you can make your money back after you pay me and Isaac back the twenty dollars for the loan that you got for your business. But then after that, you get to keep all the profit." And those kids went up to everybody and they took no's and no's and no's until they started getting yeses and yeses and yeses. And they paid us back and they made profit. And they made profit. And they took action immediately. My son didn't even have to think about it. Go watch the video. It's amazing. That, that pumps me up. I can't wait till he sees that, to be honest. Already putting these entrepreneur traits in his head. Because that's the number one biggest fear. There's two biggest fears in America. That's public speaking and getting rejected. And my son got rid of those. And he's going to keep getting rid of those. And he's going to see his dad get rid of those. Sorry if that was a little long. But I really wanted to implement what taking action really is. And going back to that same topic too. I mean these are steps. And like we said with the goals too. There's, there's steps that you can create. But once you get really good at it. You can go straight to the taking action point. Because you know and you feel that that's the choice you need to make. You don't need to know all of the information. You don't even need to know enough about it you just know that that's the thing that you have to do and if you guys read think and grow rich 
when you get through those 13 principles too, the last one is called the sixth sense. And so some people get to the point where they have that sixth sense where they just know, hey, this is what I have to do. And you go straight into the taking action. And then later you realize that it was the, the decision that you needed to make. Even without having any of the information, you just felt it. You knew it. Because a lot of people yeah, get stuck overanalyzing it. Oh, man, this could go wrong. This could go uh, south or sideways, whatever that you want to call it. But if you know that it's, it's the thing that you have to do, you identify, hey, I need to make a choice, and then take an action right away. Wow. So you can jump those steps and just take the action and see where it takes you. Yeah. Hey, by the way, when I saw you guys post that video of james and uh that was isaac's son right jacob yeah yeah jacob man that was that had me pumped i was like dude that is so <laughs> awesome that they're out there doing that they took action they made a decision to do something i didn't know what they were doing initially like i didn't know they were trying to make some money to go buy toys yeah but i thought it was just cool that they were out there um slinging some water pops to some people at the park it was cool it was awesome. put a smile on my face I, they just yeah, knew what they I had to do it. they we just said we like, i might okay we don't got money but you know what we can do We'll go get a loan. Yeah. You guys can get a loan from us, and we'll go ahead and put it in because we will believe in the business. Yeah. And we got our money back. Okay, we bought a hundred auto pops for twenty dollars, and then we let them take the rest of the commission. Yeah. And they split it. They split six. They made twelve dollars. They split six dollars. Yeah, that's it was awesome, awesome yeah. man. Yeah, it went from uh, I can't afford a toy to how can I afford it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then they made a decision to take. And now they're gonna start thinking, man, if I did that and made six dollars. Yeah, you know. you know that was within like two hours too, just <laughs> yeah. two hours. Yeah, yeah definitely. just at one park. Also, we didn't even go to other park. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You could really do that on a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Just to be honest, guys, if you guys want to make a little, no, I'm just kidding. That's illegal. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, like just to just to show you what how you can think outside the box. I don't ever want to hear an excuse of you people can't make money. Are you yeah. kidding me? There's too much opportunity. This is America. America. Man, like, <laughs> yeah, right? Seriously, like, though. This is freaking America. Who says that? I can't uh, make money. Jim Brown says that it's it's the easiest. It is the easiest country to, to get rich in. Dude, you better He's believe like, it. It's so easy. You just got to keep doing the same thing. The same easy task that'll get you the first couple uh, thousand bucks or hundred bucks. Just keep doing that. That's what he says. Yeah. So... Yeah, look there's too much opportunity for you not to take action on it mm-hmm. and then and then we'll just go ahead and end it with step seven now review your decision and its consequences aaron after you make a decision because we all make our, our our decisions differently right yeah we all make our decisions differently when you review your decision and its consequences how do you do that uh typically i self i self-reflect i just I self-reflect and depend. Like I said, I, I make a decision based off the based off of a an outcome that um, that I want. So, uh, let's say for example, um, yeah, I want to take it back. I want to take it back to when I was very decisive um, about. All right. So when I was growing up, I uh, I rode BMX a lot, and we always challenged ourselves to jump over a it went probably from like a six foot gap to a 12 foot gap to a 15 foot gap i think the biggest gap i ever hit was maybe like around 15 or 16 feet somewhere in there and then it went from doing that to then doing tricks over it and things like that some of the consequences that came with those decisions was getting hurt 
was mm. living and learning, getting back up and continuing to go. Um, so that I, some of the reflection I get is just kind of those were kind of the, the smaller decisions that led to some consequences. Great. Uh, I was fortunate enough to never break a bone, never get any intensive care or anything like that. Just sprained ankles. I hurt my heel a couple times pretty bad, but <laughs> that was pretty much it. And then um then kind of speeding it up, um some of the bigger decisions that I've made more recently that I've led to not necessarily consequences, but just uh the outcome that I wanted was where I'm currently at. Um I purchased an existing business which was one of the biggest things I wanted to do. It wasn't just start a business or own a business. It was just purchasing an existing business for whatever reason. Um I think there's things in each um in each one of us that you just kind of feel that you have a thing you want to do. And that was one of them. That was one of the burning desires that I wanted. I wanted to buy an existing business and I want to show that where I bought it currently is not going to be where um where I see it in like 3 years cuz I see progression for everything um that I that I touch or that I come across yeah. um if that's what I want out of it. So um biggest outcome was um uh, for that decision was achieving um a burning desire that I really had. Awesome. So when you made that decision you obviously were in a different place. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. But you had enough information to make the choice. Definitely. But now it's led to something that has put you in a better place. Oh, yeah. That made that vision come true. So, something that I that we were talking about before we started the podcast was this I wanted to bring this up because your decisions are not only going to have effects right now, but they're going to have effects months down the road, years down the road and so you're really affecting your future self yes by every decision that you make. And so when you're weighing those alternatives, also weigh the potential consequences that that could have on your future self so that you end up making the right choice. So a lot of people are making decisions without thinking about that. Hey, I'm just going to go, you know, party this Saturday and spend however much money that I just made and get drunk and they're they're not realizing that if they continue doing that every single weekend they're not only going to go broke but their liver is going to go broke and Ooh. so in five years you're going to be you're not even going to know that those decisions caused that but you're going to be in a very negative place with health issues with no, no money in the bank so you've got to realize that the decisions you make right now are going to affect who you're going to be in the future and so i'm living with some of those decisions that i made in the past too because they do carry on and sometimes when you have a smaller awareness you're not really sure that that decision's going to have such an effect on you so whether it's positive or negative uh realize that it's going to have an effect both on yourself and on the people around you so be very careful on some of the decisions that you make but you have to make one so just know that in the future it could affect you either positive or negatively so make the best choice that you can think of right now Yeah. Wow. Very true, very true. I mean, just to caveat on that, you always have to think about your future self. Mm -hmm. You always have to think about the future. You know, that's been my nickname carried on from boxing and that is my identity. 
when I was named the future, okay, it just sounded good, right? I, I think it was my mom, my Nina, my Nino who kind of named me that. I said, hey, he's going to be the future. But point is, it carried on with that. I didn't think it was going to be to the point where I'm at now about literally thinking about the future. I was thinking, oh, I'm the future next superstar. I'm going to be the future next superstar in boxing. But no, it's way bigger than that. This is literally my life, my legacy I'm going to cement. I'm going to have pictures like Picasso, but painted of me. And to show how I started the legacy for my family and how every single one of my offspring is going to have that same impact in the world. And what we're going to go provide for the world. But really what it comes down to is there's always going to be consequences. Because with all those positive and great things that I'm able to provide, that me and my family are going to be able to change, I'm going to be honest. There's going to be some negative consequences. And if you really want greatness and you want change, you're going to have to deal with those things. I had to leave a lot of friends behind. They're good people. They aren't horrible people. They're not bad people. Okay? But they weren't for me. They weren't in alignment to my goals. They weren't in alignment to my decisions that I made. And as we know, if you follow me, you might have heard this before. And I got to give the credit to one of my mentors who's making a quarter million dollars a year passively. And he says, when you decide something, you have to understand what that word decide really means. You have to understand what the last four letters in decide mean. Side. You guys recognize that, right? What side means? Think about it. suicide, pesticide, homicide, genocide. All of the things that have side in it is meant to kill. So all you need to do is decide so you can kill all other options off. And then head or high waters, it doesn't matter. You are doing it. You are dying or you're doing it because you decided that you're going to do it. That means you killed all other options off. There is none. You don't have any doors open. They're all closed. You're doing it. It's that simple. You need to decide. And then, of course, once you decide and review it, you reflect back on the decision that you made, most likely you're going to be proud if you really decided. If you really decided, you're going to be proud of yourself. You're going to be very proud of yourself. And those consequences of leaving those friends and those family members behind, well, hey, everybody's got to leave somebody behind. That's how it goes. You can't be loved by all. And if you want to be loved by all, well, man, I don't know. Actually, go do something else. Go do something else. I don't know anybody (laughs) great who's been loved by all. Sheesh. That's very true. So I guess we kind of, we can wrap it up, but we can continue talking about that too because decision is just one the first step to a whole bunch of other things of course but yeah once you make a decision and you review the consequences then there's going to be another decision to make so you're just going to have to go through the same process again and continue making choices because life is just a constant constant mass of choices that you have to make i love it and so just like chess right you have to think about what's the best move that i can make right now with the information that i have Jeez. So we've all made choices that have gotten us to a certain place. And today, tonight, tomorrow, we're going to have to make a new choice. And so make the best choice that you think is possible with the amount of information that you have. Yeah, that was powerful. Let's do it, guys. Anthony, that was huge, bro. Yeah. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all you guys for listening. I want to say thank you so much. As you know, we're going on to these podcasts. And just so you guys get the flow... This is the future Friday, okay? This is the last Friday of the month. 
This is the last Friday of the month, so we will be making consistent podcasts, consistent, great footage, great audios out there, great content out there for you guys consistently on a first two Mondays basis. So the first two Mondays of the month, we'll be putting podcasts out, and the last Friday of the month, that's going to be called Future Friday, those will be put out. So I'll say that again, the first two Mondays of the month, don't miss an episode, and the last Friday of the month, don't miss an episode. We're here to bring it to you guys. We're going to bring the best content that we got, and as we keep growing, it's only going to get better. Remember, this is just the beginning. We have a big future ahead of us. Stay tuned. Again, last thing you can do, pay your dues. Let this be known. If you benefited, don't be selfish. This is all about growth. Help other people grow. Maybe that their parents and their mentors and their bosses are trying to teach them something, but they can't catch it because it's not what's caught. Excuse me. It's not what's taught. It's what's caught. And maybe they might catch this. So please go share it. Go post it via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever you got to do. Please get it out there and share. Tag me in it. Hashtag the future. Hashtag the future leadership development. The Anthony Franco podcast. And we'll make sure we go ahead and repost it out there, guys. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah.